So the line that comes, the verse right before our pericope today is, but he had to go through Samaria. But he had to go through Samaria. Now you have to understand that in Jesus's days, Jews and Samaritans did not mix, did not get along. So they go through Samaritan, and as the disciples leave Jesus at the well, as they go off into town to buy food, the Samaritan woman comes. Now in those days, a man on his own would not speak to a woman who was unaccompanied, would not speak to a woman that was not part of his family or his social group. And so when Jesus said to the woman, will you draw me a cup of water? It's a little surprising that she didn't just go running in the opposite direction to get away from this Jew who was speaking to her in this place and, and to not feel safe. But the Samaritan woman at the well was a bold woman and she was willing to engage with Jesus. She was willing to engage with him and said, how come you, a Jew, ask me, a Samaritan, for a drink of water? And that was the opening that it took for Jesus to explain about the life-giving water that Jesus brought to the world. Now we're living in a time where we are not feeling so bold. When a stranger comes up to us too closely and asks for something, we are not ready to engage with them we are ready to put six feet or more between us or run in the opposite direction. We have just been called into a place and a time where we are not feeling bold at all. We are feeling afraid. We are feeling isolated. We are feeling that somehow in this whole mess, we are alone. It is not a time, we think, for boldness. It's a time where it's okay to nurture our fears <clears throat> and to live into our anxiety until we stop and hear what Jesus has to say. Jesus says, I have life-giving water to give you. That I invite you in, that I invite you to drink of this water so you will never be thirsty again. And so during this time of fear, we are called to be bold. We are called into this place where we can receive the life-giving water that Jesus gives us. That we are called to be bold in our faith and bold in the proclaiming of the good news. Now this does not mean that we will not abide by what health and science call us to abide by. We will, in all our diligence, do everything to keep ourselves healthy 
and to keep our neighbors healthy. But we are called to live boldly in love. And this boldness that we are called to is a boldness that breaks down the barriers. It breaks down the barriers of fear, thinking that we need to hoard all the toilet paper and all the pasta and all those other things so that we have enough and be damned if someone else doesn't have enough. We are called to live boldly and reach out and share as we can and share as we must so that all people's needs are met. We are called to live boldly in generosity. At this time where we are being invited to live fearfully, we are called to live boldly and to work together through whatever forms of media God has given us for a time like this so that we can connect with each other and take care of each other's needs. And I tell you, people are rising to this boldness. The food deliveries that are coming for the emergency pantry at our church, the generosity around our community pantry distribution and our model for how do we distribute food, <clears throat> which will probably be a drive-by a drive-by pantry. Drive-by groceries will be put in the trunk of your car. We will do what we need to do to take care of each other and this community because we will live boldly into the generosity and the abundance that God gives. And we will live boldly in grace. At a time where everybody's nerves are shattered and people are afraid and lines are long, and social distancing seems to be forgotten in the grocery stores. And uh, at a time like this, where people are so nervous and so afraid, we will live boldly in grace by treating each other with kindness and love and compassion. And we will live boldly in our compassion as we reach out to each other. Because this is a time where people can feel socially isolated. People can feel frazzled. There are lots of parents who have children who will be home from school for a long time. This is a summer vacation they did not have time to plan for. This is a summer vacation without the trips to the parks and to the beach. This is a time where family nerves may get frayed. And for those of us who have a little bit more space and quiet and time, we can reach out in love. Whether it's sending a packet of coloring books and crayons to a family that you know is just sitting there struggling for something new to do. Whether it is a phone call to someone you know cannot get out, whether it's a card you might write. And as you sit there in prayer during this time, because the one thing we will have more time for is prayer, and that's never a bad thing, because we will live boldly in our prayer and in our scripture. 
We will live boldly in our faith so that those people who need us the most will be on our hearts and we can reach out with a kind word and tell that person that doesn't realize how much they mean to you, how much they have done to you, how much inspiration they have given to your life to stop and write a note or make that phone call and tell them how much they matter. This is a time to live boldly in love to live boldly together even if we are socially distancing ourselves, but to live boldly with each other and to live boldly in patience. Because patience is one of those virtues that we can struggle with so much. And yet now is a time to be kind and gentle with each other, to be more loving, to be more giving, to find a way to appreciate each other's quirks rather than let them get on our last nerve, to be able to come together and realize the blessing of our families and the blessings of this congregation and the blessings of this community. So now is the time not to live in fear, but to live boldly so that we might come together in our faith, proclaiming from the mountaintops that this is the day the Lord has made, no matter what the news headlines tell us. This is the day the Lord has made, and we will rejoice. We will rejoice today, and we will rejoice tomorrow, and we will rejoice with each other, because this is the day the Lord has made. Let us rejoice and let us be glad. Let us be glad as we live boldly together.